Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. This is Rabbi Steve Kane, and today we are studying Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Daf Chaf Hay. Masechet Rosh Hashanah, page 25a and b. And with our study of this page, we will come to the end of the second chapter of Rosh Hashanah, which is called Imenan Makirin. Now, the uh, beginning of, um, of the page uh, contains a very lengthy Mishnah, and the rest of the page contains a number of stories about witnesses coming to the rabbis and um, the different ways that uh, they would determine if they were valid witnesses or not. Really different stories that appear on uh, most of the page. But I want to concentrate on the Mishnah at the very beginning because it contains one of the um, most interesting stories and well-known stories about rabbinic authority and uh, what does it mean to oppose rabbinic authority and uh, whether rabbinic authority is to be considered valid or not. Uh, now, the head of the Beit Din at the time of this Mishnah was Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel was uh, sitting with the Sanhedrin in a place called Yavne, which is where the Sanhedrin had moved after it no longer was able to uh, be in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem. Um, and uh, it discusses the fact that Rabban Gamliel um, seems to accept witnesses very easily. Um, and uh, so the Mishnah starts out with a, uh, a, um, a first instance of where Rabban Gamliel disagreed with uh, Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, uh, and Rabbi Gamliel accepted a pair of witnesses that seemed to be questionable in terms of what they had seen. So already we see Rabban Gamliel uh, as, um, as being quite liberal in his acceptance, and he would declare then Rosh Chodesh to be the day after the 29th, that is, the 30th. And um, so the second story in the Mishnah uh, begins as follows. It says, Va'od ba'ushnaim va'amru. So on another occasion, two witnesses came, and they said, Re'inuhu bismano. We saw the new moon uh, literally in its time, which means that, in other words, after the 29th day, therefore the 30th day, or what becomes then the first day, is Rosh Chodesh. Uvaleil iburo lo But the following night, um, after he had already declared it to be Rosh Chodesh, uh, the moon wasn't visible. Vikiblan Rabban Gamliel. But Rabban Gamliel still accepted them as valid witnesses, and he said that the day after the 29th was Rosh Chodesh. The Mishnah continues. Amar Rabbi Dosa ben Hurkanas, Ade Shekerhain. So Rabbi, Do- Rabbi Dosa ben Horkin has said, they are false witnesses. Ha'ech me'idin al ha'isha she'alda. Uh, how can they testify about a woman 
that she gave birth, Ulamachar, Kresa Bain Shineha. Yet on the next day, uh, the, the statement really is her uh, stomach is between her teeth. What it means is the next day she's still pregnant. In other words, uh, uh, Rabbi Dosa ben Horkanas is saying they testified that the moon came out, but the moon didn't really come out. Um, and therefore, they are false witnesses. So um, Rabbi Yoshua responds to um, Rabbi Dosa, and he says, Amarlo, Rabbi Yoshua, ro'e'ani et devarecha. I see that what you said, Rabbi Dosa, uh, is correct. I agree this with you. Now, uh, Rabbi Yoshua was also uh, a very important rabbi, and, um, uh, and so his agreeing with um, Rabbi Dosa was a, um, a challenge to the authority of Rabban Gamliel, who had declared the next day to be Rosh Chodesh. So what happens next? It says, Shalach lo Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel sent uh, a message to Rabbi Yoshua, and he said the following, Gozrani alecha shetavo etzli b'maklecha uvema'otecha. So I am making a decree that you should come to me with your uh, with your staff and your money b'yom hakipurim shachal liyot b'cheshboncha on the day that you think is going to be Yom Kippur. Why? Because they're disagreeing about the calendar. So what does uh, Rabbi Yeshua do? It says, Halach umatz'o Rabbi Akiva, Meitzar. So uh, um, Rabbi Akiva sees him, and he sees that Rabbi Yeshua is, uh, you know, is, is, is really distraught over, uh, over what uh, he's been told to do. So Rabbi Akiva says to Rabbi Yeshua, Yesh li lilmod shakal ma'ashesa Rabbi Gamliel asui. I can teach you, I can demonstrate to you that, um, that Rabban Gamaliel acted properly. And um, uh, he gives the um, reason for it. Um, the, the verse in Leviticus, Elam o'adei Adonai mikra'e kodesh asher tikru otam. These are the festivals of, um, of God that you shall declare them. And so he follows with that by saying, Bain bizmanan, bain shalo bizmanam, li mo'adot ela elu. Uh, whether you've decided them to be in their correct heavenly time, if you will, or not, I have no other festivals than the ones you are going to observe. Uh, that is Rabbi Akiva saying that, if you will, in God's name. So what happens? Balo etzel Rabbi Dosa ben Hurkanas. And then Rabbi Yoshua came, comes to Rabbi Dosa ben Hurkanas. And he, and he says to him, Im ba'in anu ladun achar beit dino Gamliel, if we're going to have to argue or reconsider the decisions of the, um, of the court of Rabban Gamliel, trichin anu ladun achar kol beit din uveit din, and then every single beit din we're going to have to question. Every beit din really from time immemorial. Um, and so what happens in the end is that um, Rabbi Yoshua, on the day that he thinks it is Yom Kippur, he comes with his walking with his staff um, and his money, and he goes to Yavna to Rabban Gamliel. So all of these would normally be a violation of Yom Kippur. You're not allowed to carry. You're not allowed to have money. 
Um, and so he thinks it's Yom Kippur. Rabban Gamaliel uh, thinks that the day before that was Yom Kippur. Um, and he goes to Rabban Gamaliel as he has been uh, commanded to do. Um, and, um, and, he, uh, and, and, and on that day, um, Rabban Gamaliel then goes and kisses him on the head. And he says to him, uh, Amar lo, Bo v'shalom, Rabbi v'talmidi. Come in peace, my teacher and my student. Rabbi b'chachma, you are my teacher in wisdom. V'talmidi shekibalta et devarai. And you are my student because you have accepted my words. Now this, uh, this Mishnah comes to teach us uh, an extraordinarily important principle um, in Judaism. Uh, that ultimately there has to be communal acceptance of certain norms by what the rabbinic community has decided. Once you uh, go against those norms, and especially in an issue of the calendar, you remove yourself from Judaism. That is one of the uh, key uh, components of making a separate religion, a separate sect, is when you have a different calendar. And so when the, the head of the Beit Din, when the head of the court has declared a certain day to be the holiday, even if you are sure that that was not correct in his declaring it, that day becomes the holiday, and you recognize that rabbinic authority. That kind of authority, by the way, is also found in the issuing of gitin, in the issuing of uh, divorce decrees. that even if you are not certain that a divorce decree was uh, properly done, you must accept it after the fact because you could call into question every kind of divorce decree, and in that case, then, you'd have uh, chaos in terms of who could marry who. So this story in the Mishnah now reminds us of an extremely important principle in Judaism, the balance between arguing with rabbinic authority and acceptance of communal norms. Now clearly, the Mishnah is reminding us that it is a part of Judaism to argue with authority. That's why the whole story is brought down to us. That's why Rabbi Yoshua is allowed to disagree. But ultimately, in the end, once the community has decided that a certain day is a holiday, uh, that this disagreement by Rabbi Yehoshua would have caused Judaism to split into different religions. And so while um, we can disagree on the one hand, on the other hand, we have to know when that disagreement ends and when we must agree and come together for the sake of unity. Uh, that isn't always a very easy place to find. Uh, but ultimately, in weighing uh, the questions of independent thinking, of, of decision-making, and of communal norms, we somehow come to the, uh, to the place where, uh, where we know that we can argue, and yet at the same time we must always stay together as a community in agreement on, uh, on certain norms, and uh, whether it be the calendar or other ways which we uh, continue to define what it means exactly to be a Jew. It's an argument that continues on today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.